Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is News Fighters. The news so you don't have to. Hello, everyone. Welcome to News Fighters for today, Monday, April 27, 2020. I'm your host, Dylan Bay. Now, up oh, breaking news just coming in. We're going to cross live to actor John Travolta, who has an important announcement. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing okay during this uh, quarantine time. And uh, my son then changed his TikTok name to Ben underscore Travolta. All small letters, so check it out if you care to. Yes, not sure how the economic markets will respond to this one. Thank you again, John Travolta. Yes, it is the age of coronavirus, and our housebound lockdowns are entering a second month, and we really are running out of stuff to talk about. Uh, And nowhere is that more obvious than um, in sporting news and on sports reports. Last week, I covered uh, ABC News Radio, trying in vain to fill 10 minutes an hour with sports news when there's no sports being played. But huge respect going out to British radio station Talk Sport, who have done the right thing and given up entirely on even trying to talk about sports because now they're just covering breakfast and snack news. Is it ever okay to put baked beans with a side of a proper meal? I've done my uh, my scones. Cream first. I've had uh, jam and toast and jam. I've had, <laughs> I'm on my third coffee. It's got to be cream first. Surely, Alan, it's cream first and then jam. No? No, butter first. <laughs> Not butter, yeah. cream and jam. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I like where your head's at. I, I, I have to differ. I think a Jaffa cake's a biscuit. You think a Jaffa cake's a biscuit? Yes, forget the English Premier League. I'm looking forward to their new Saturday night show, The Biscuit Report. And yes, forget about all this coronavirus news pandemic nonsense. Where the real news is, is in chocolate snacks and biscuits. Isn't that right, presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden? Are Fig Newtons your favorite snack? (laughs) Well, uh, they're among the favorite. You know why? They're small and I can sneak them. Yes, and Biden is still losing in the betting markets to this guy. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, 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 bing. Right, and then I see the disinfectant. Bing, bing, bing. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Also in world news, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has recovered from the coronavirus, which comes as a huge relief to his kids. 
how many kids that is, nobody knows. He won't tell us. How many children do you have? Look, I, um, I, I love to ask my children very much, but they are, not, are they are not standing at this election. Back to Australia now, and if you think all the scone questions on talk sport were soft, where did you hear Prime Minister Scott Morrison being grilled by Sky News' Paul Murray? A few weeks ago, uh, you told the nation that uh, Jenny brought an awful lot of puzzles, and uh, I just wanted to check in. Has she done them all? And what are some of the small or silly or simply very normal things that you're doing to get the Morrison family through this? Well, no, they're not finished yet, but they're making great progress and they were a good purchase. And uh, friends of ours have also taken up this uh, hobby and they're sending us, we're getting lots of pictures from friends doing puzzles. Ooh, not sure how Scott Morrison's polling numbers are going to recover from that cross-examination. Uh, at least Paul Murray went a little bit harder on Scott Morrison than he did on President Trump, though. Mr President, how are you? What do you want to say to your many Australian supporters? When are you coming to Australia? What's the best thing you've ever ordered from the kitchen downstairs? Mr President, thank you, sir. Great honour. Thank you. Of course, the good news out of Australia lately is that our COVID-19 case numbers are getting quite low, especially when you only count the cases you want to. In New South Wales, only six new cases were reported this morning. But then later today, another 19 cases were confirmed among crew on the Ruby Princess cruise ship south of Sydney. Because they're not on shore, they're not counted in Australia's numbers. What the hell? The boat is literally tied with a rope to our shore, but it's offshore. What is it with this government only counting the numbers it wants to? It's the same with carbon emissions. And you know why unemployment is so low? Because around 900,000 workers on temporary visas aren't covered either. Nothing else in life works like this. You don't turn up to AA and say, hey, it's been uh, it's been 10 years since my last drink, not counting all the booze. But yes, back to the Ruby Princess cruise ship. I don't, I don't know if you remember it. That's the cruise ship that was linked to like 600 cases of coronavirus in Australia because someone let the passengers disembark and travel the country without any health checks or forced local quarantining. You remember that one. Well, New South Wales uh, had its inquest last week and the um, ship's doctor gave evidence about why this was allowed to happen. She said she knew there were COVID-19 type symptoms on board, but did not point them out to authorities because she was not asked. Nobody asked? Who the hell is running the cruise ship industry, lazy, annoying teenagers? Son, why did you let the house burn down? Why didn't you call triple O or, or grab a hose at least? Jeez, Dad, nobody asked me to. I was playing Nintendo, okay? Topical reference. Yes, the uh, the inquiry, though... Um, had the ship's personnel questioned via internet video chat from on board the ship in Port Kembla. And uh, what a surprise, Australian internet is crap and it was besieged with technical difficulties. For the second day running, the inquiry was plagued by technical glitches. Um, I apologise for the difficulty you've got hearing me and I've got hearing you. We're both... I was almost going to say in the same boat. We're actually not in the same boat. Yeah, and thank God you're not on the same boat. I hear that boat is full of coronavirus. Do not go on that boat. Yes, and the Ruby Princess finally set sail and left Australia last week, which of course meant every TV channel had the same metaphor. The Ruby Princess cruise ship departing Port Kembla right now, leaving new questions in its wake. The Ruby Princess leaves with more bombshell claims in its wake. The Ruby Princess leaves a mess in its wake. In its wake. Left in its wake. In its wake. Oh, yes, it's a boat that leaves a wake. I get it. Thanks, journalists. Away from the uh, coronavirus now and to another virus with no vaccine, it's the... Malcolm Turnbull. Yes, former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull is back on our airwaves to promote his new autobiography, A Bigger Picture. 
and he made sure to answer the question on everybody's lips. What the hell are you doing, man? Haven't you heard there's a pandemic on? You handed over the final part of your book to your publisher a couple of months ago. Could you possibly have imagined how much the world would have changed in the period of time before it came out? No, no, it seems like a completely different world. Uh, Yeah, that's the tone of someone who's definitely not missing being Prime Minister right now. Your problem, Scotty boy. No, no. He also wasn't let off so easily by Alison Langdon on Today. But the thing is that the timing of this release, when you do have people dying, you've got thousands losing their jobs. Have you misread the mood of the country by releasing it now? Well, a book is, you know, a book uh, is a long time in preparation. It's a big exercise. It's got to be printed. Uh, and we set the April 20 release date last year, in fact. And so the whole schedule of printing and, you know, filling up a warehouse with books was underway. But you could have um, pushed it back, surely. Uh, it, it actually wasn't that simple. I mean, the publishers needed the cash flow. The booksellers needed the cash flow. Oh, so selfless of Malcolm there to think about the uh, the cash flow of others. Um, Malcolm still didn't seem to get what bad timing this was, though. Um, and what would be, when would be a better time? Any other time, Malcolm. Literally any other time. This is not an ideal time, obviously. A lot of, you know, people people are... Broke and unemployed and not sure how they're going to cover rent. Oh, wait, I think I'll just pop by Dimmick's and buy Malcolm Turnbull's new $55 book on my way to line up at Centrelink today. That'll, that'll be a good use of my time and money, said nobody ever. The the reality is life has to go on. And nothing says life has to go on like publishing a grievance-filled and vengeful memoir slagging off all your old colleagues. But another aspect of the coronavirus pandemic is that the lockdown has led many bookstores to shut. When Malcolm Turnbull announced the launch date for his book last year, he never could have imagined something like coronavirus taking hold. And while that has closed a number of bricks and mortar bookstores, his team says that online sales are doing particularly well. Yes, and it turns out the online distribution for the book is very strong amongst the pirating thieves in Parliament House. The Prime Ministerial Advisor has been accused of illegally distributing copies of Malcolm Turnbull's memoirs. A close confidant of the PM accused of being behind some viral piracy. We had a pretty good idea it came from the Prime Minister's office after Defence Minister Maurice Payne couldn't keep a straight face when asked. Did it come from the Prime Minister's office? This is the suggestion from the publisher. Absolutely not. Okay, who did it come from? Uh, David, I've received and deleted. That's the most important thing. You won't tell us who it's come from? Received and deleted, David. I'll take that as a no answer. I think we will. Ah, great classic Liberal Party pause there. I believe Maurice Payne's been in training for years for this moment with her mentor, Tony Abbott. How's that turning into a media circus? You're not saying anything, Tony. So all this e-book piracy could actually be a legal activity happening out of the Prime Minister's office. Well, I'm sure you and I know that the uh, full force of the law is going to come down on them then. Accusing him of distributing pirated e-copies of the book in breach of copyright laws. I understand he's apologised. Mr Turnbull says the adviser admitted to sending it to 59 people, while the government has said he has apologised. Well, he apologised, so that wraps that up then. Imagine if that happened on CSI. Oh, we caught the murderer and he apologised. Well, that wraps up this case. Next time you break the law and get caught by the police, just apologise. Sorry I was eating a kebab, officer. That'll work. So yes, Malcolm is using all the media attention to rebrand himself. For me, 
power without purpose is pointless. You know, I'm not somebody that has sought power or high office for its own sake. I'm, I'm an activist. I want to do things. Oh, yes. Malcolm Turnbull is an activist now. Look out, Greenpeace. Look out, Extinction Rebellion. You've got another member signing on. But I hear he only wants to glue himself to million dollar yachts. Uh, Malcolm was also uh, in the media spotlight to settle some scores. Predecessor Tony Abbott was also in the firing line. His whole style of government was erratic and flaky. Uh, Abbott was determined to ramp up the rhetoric uh, in a way that was calculated to inflame animosity against Muslims. Oh, what kind of an awful man would uh, lower himself to a race-baiting rhetoric to appeal to his base like that? Right, Malcolm? There are Sudanese gangs in Melbourne. It is an issue. And you're not going to make it go away by pretending it doesn't exist. Malcolm Turnbull also talked about his own downfall and uh, had this insight into what would have happened if Peter Dutton had become PM instead of Scott Morrison. Uh, If Dutton had become leader, not even Bill Shorten could have lost the election. I mean, he's so sure, Malcolm. Bill Shorten is so useless, he barely even remembers that you were the PM. He would have made a great Labor PM, wouldn't he? (laughs) We had the chance to be PM. Uh, In fact, he was the PM. Can we get a fact check on that? Yes, I believe it's true. And if you want any other sign that Malcolm Turnbull is completely out of touch by releasing his $55 memoir in the middle of a pandemic and economic catastrophe, it's the fact that Bill Shorten managed to own him on it. If you were going down to the bookshop to buy Malcolm's 677 pages in the time of coronavirus and the cops pulled you over, I'm not sure you wouldn't get fined for a non-essential job there. Okay, that's News Fighters for today. It was written, presented and produced by me, Dylan Bain. A big thank you to Mark, who bought me a coffee. You can buy me a coffee. The link is in the show notes. Remember, subscribe on your podcasting apps. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, at Newsfighters Pod. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.